Hello, I'm Kurt Whitesell, and I want to welcome you to the coolest, most informative podcast in the Westfield, Indiana area, What's Up Westfield? What's Up Westfield is a local chat fest to dig deep into politics, development, who's doing what, and anything else we can fit into 45 minutes of fun online. If you have a topic or an interest in being an amazing guest, please reach out to us, and we'd love to hear your ideas. My guest today got her start in sales fresh out of Indiana University, but chose to raise her family with her husband in Westfield. Today, we're going to talk about how she works hard to help put on events to raise money for Heart and Soul Clinic in Westfield and some of the neat services they offer. As we know, nonprofits need a driving force like this behind them, and they're lucky to have her on board. Please welcome Jen Broman to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Thanks for doing the podcast today. You are welcome, Kurt. Glad to be here. Uh-huh. Well, um, <laughs> I appreciate you doing this and taking some time out of your day. Um, yeah. All right. So all uh, in for uh, what disclosure? What is it? This is our second start on this. So whoever's watching or listening, um, we had to start over about 15 minutes into uh, Jen's life history. Rambling life. Uh-huh. And I'm going to so, shorten it up. No, like you do whatever note. you want. It's I'm really interesting. It like a clip note. Yeah, right. They don't know yes. what we're talking about. I know. All right. So um, let's get, let's try this again. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So Jen, uh, thanks for doing this. Why don't you start by telling us who you are, where are you <laughs> from, um, where you grew up, what you do, things like that. Give us the personal side of Jen real quick so okay. that we know who so, you are. I live in Westfield. I'm married uh-huh. to Stan Broman. I have two kids, Anne and Jack. They are 25 and 22. One lives in LA and one lives in New York. Um, I grew up in South Bend, Indiana, and I graduated from IU. I had a couple of sales jobs uh, along the way, but the- What was your first sales job? Oh, uh, the first job I ever had was I sold cell phones before cell phones were a thing. And that Mm -hmm. was- that was how much was how much was a cell phone a cell phone was a thousand dollars which doesn't sound like a lot now but that's a lot but the minutes were 39 cents a minute okay and you had to pass a really big background check and a lot of people couldn't a lot of people came in from couldn't get them but yeah and then so you were selling to rich people weren't you yes the first couple people were like the doctors the Mm -hmm. realtors and the Mm -hmm. actually in fort wayne the truck drivers Oh, oh really? Okay. That, yeah, that was the string of people I hit that uh, helped mm-hmm. me out quite a bit and helped me pay off a bunch of student loans. The second job I got. Um, yeah, but the first I time up, you the first time you said something funny, you said you <laughs> got even with the bars. I think I got even with the bars with you the paid big, off um, the bars. commission check. Yeah, so it was a hundred percent commission. <laughs> so I uh, I hit it big with the truck drivers, and mm-hmm. I had a nice big fat check, and I paid all my student stuff off and awesome. the bar bill. Uh-huh. Um, and then I, I uh, answered a funny ad that said sales rep needed. And my soon-to-be husband said, you're going to be killed. Uh, don't go to that. And it ended up being Cliff Notes. And there really is a Cliff, Illigus. And I sold Cliff Notes to colleges and bookstores in the mall, mostly. Uh, we got to go. How to much run. was a Cliff Note? Were they like 10 bucks? No, they were like $1.99. Oh. They're just a little. Even better. Uh, paperback thing and uh one other thing that was weird about cliff was he always took everything back didn't matter so the bookstore was never out any money they almost had them there basically on a consignment really you could order in so 
one of the things you do is say, okay, there's an IU um, class going on and 400 kids have to read Hamlet. So you'd think, well, let's put 200 of them in here in case 200 kids need the book. Uh -huh. 75 kind of, of them buy it, then you could you can return it. The bookstore was never at risk. So he was mm -hmm. one of the last people that had um, just one item didn't have mm -hmm. a whole catalog of things to sell like some book reps did and a really great guy. Um, and then I moved to, well, I moved to Indianapolis for Cliff, um, got married, had some kids, stayed home. Uh, I met how long, Kelsey. Did, how long did you stay home for? I stayed home about seven or eight, eight seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, when I started working for Kelty at Kelty's restaurant, it was very part-time. So I don't yeah. really call that going back to work. So you um, raised so, your kids till they like went to like second or third, fourth grade? Fourth, yeah, second, uh -huh. third, fourth, somewhere in there. Did you um, enjoy that? I'm not great at that. No. Oh, okay. Okay. No. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I like to do it. I like to go mm -hmm. into the school and volunteer uh -huh. at the school and do all that mm -hmm. stuff. But um, I have to say when I had Anne and I was alone, alone uh -huh. in Fishers and my husband was traveling all the time. It was awful. So Boring. it was okay. not my jam. Yeah, not my yeah. jam. So you dropped um, the kids off at school. You went and signed on with Kelty a little bit. Yep. And I and... learned how to do QuickBooks, which okay. is, you know, as everyone knows, an accounting program to help yeah. her out. We did that for, I think we were together seven or eight years until she mm -hmm. closed. And then I started working for a company so called Food Protection Services. Were, were you her bookkeeper or were you I was like her a bookkeeper manager? manager Server, I don't know bartender life, life coach <laughs> okay whatever she needed that day to get through yeah whatever she needed mm -hmm. that day pick her daughter you know something up about, the... I should do a podcast with Kelty because something about Kelty um her timing was off in Westfield I know she did yes. well oh but can you imagine if she was open today in downtown oh. Westfield it'd well, be we wonderful. were trying to decide to close or stay open uh, -huh. uh the lease lease was coming up again which as a person does they're gonna they're gonna increase the lease yeah but at the time everybody just goes south they go south from their home in westfield to go eat at the time they would go to uh -huh. carmel downtown whatever they just never thought yeah. of it was always this happy birthday place or lunch for a bunch of women and they weren't coming in unless it was christmas or mother's day or sunday yeah. well, there's a lot of other days to the week so they kept saying they were going to widen 32 <laughs> every every minute they were going to wipe that this today's the day so mm -hmm. i we were really on the fence about it and i just said you know you have one orange cone outside mm -hmm. you're going to hear all the complaining about the parking there's no parking mm -hmm. there's no this there's no that mm -hmm. and and honestly we were robbing peter to pay paul quite yeah. a bit here and there just to get through and mm -hmm. then some months would be great and then you know it's restaurant business rob peter to pay paul and i just said you yep. know this is just too much of a struggle yeah and that's but the today she would be she would be an absolute destination. Oh, she would have been because today. we don't have a restaurant like that here. No, honestly. no it's wonderful. So no, yeah, yeah. Sad she, to see that go. Yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. But um, yeah, so now I just do book work for a company, um, Food Protection Services, was bought out by Ecolab, mm -hmm. and I stayed on with them, and I do book work. And um, the person who owned Food Protection Services, John Miller is a local person and when he sold to ecolab he happened to be at a um fundraiser i was doing my very first fundraiser for heart and soul was bingo mm -hmm. he came with his family everybody had a good time the next day he says i'm selling out to ecolab and i thought oh crap i'm gonna lose my job i'm happy for you you're a bazillionaire yeah. 
but I'm, you know, I'm out. Yeah. So for some reason it just hit me wrong. And I thought I can't even smile and go, yay. I was like, mm-hmm. so I went in my office and he comes to me. He's like, what is wrong with you? Cause we, have, we do a lot of pranks on each other. So he could kind of mm-hmm. say what the H. Yeah. So I'm like, it's all right. I'm happy for you. You're going to lose your job. Mm-hmm. And he said, where was I last night? And I'm like, I always did this. I don't know. You're dumb. And he goes, no, where was I last night? I go, bingo. That place, the place is living in a crap hole. So they used to be downtown uh, Westfield near mm-hmm. Pennsylvania Street, I think. I don't know. I wasn't too involved at that point. He said that the um, the spot next to us in our little office complex is available because somebody is you know, not, not paying the lease. They were gone already mm-hmm. and they weren't, they weren't paying the rent. He said, if you would quit crying, um, I'll move them over here. I was like, Oh, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at the time it was Danny uh-huh. was the director. So I called him and he's like, yes, I've looked at those kind of buildings, strip malls that work, blah, blah, blah. And they had just bought yeah. the, we have a mobile clinic. It's an RV. Yeah. And I said, Hey, this guy's got money coming out of his pockets right now. Like he might, <laughs> he might just pay the RV off. It's, I don't know. It's a good just time get to get him, right? <laughs> just come on over. Let's just look at it together. So once he got in there, he's like, oh, I don't know. And I said, you know, I'd help paint. I don't know, whatever, whatever we got to do. The biggest thing was trying to, at the time, they had just put a dental chair. It was an old house. They put a dental chair in the porch. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, uh, He's like, the, running the water to these things is just horribly expensive. And we just did it, blah, blah, blah. And John's like, I don't care. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it, which was just awesome. So we have, um, I think we have three dental working dental chairs in the back, which used to be the garage. Mm-hmm. It took quite a bit of um, finagling to get the water and all that stuff from there. We painted, we put um, tables in and everything. And it's a functioning mm-hmm. clinic to this day. So that was five I think five years ago almost five years ago that he moved the okay. clinic um, so let's go there. back here we are way far ahead right now now we're too um, far yeah but you did great thank you for telling us about yourself so okay. um you are working for food protective services yeah and at the same time you were volunteering with heart and soul clinic right but just already the fundra- just the fundraising okay. part I don't do any I'm not a a medical person or anything like that they just how did you find out about heart and soul heart and soul um i went to there used to have a tea party at immi Mm -hmm. um and i went to that once and also they were having like a drive to get some people on the guild Mm -hmm. i was not able to attend they had it at peacewater winery and joanne edwards was there and a friend of mine angie bell was there and she came back and she said oh my god they need someone to help them out you'd be perfect Mm -hmm. for it and I thought, mm. and the weird thing was Joanne's grandson worked with my husband. So it just looked at this weird, like 17 degrees of separation. So somehow I ended up meeting with Joanne. And that's when I said, okay, I love your tea party. It's fun. I'm not a big fan of going somewhere on a Sunday and getting dressed up and having no mm-hmm. alcohol. Yeah. So if you would like to do something, I'll do it, but I have to have jeans on and there has to be, she's like, I don't care what you do. We just need money. So that's mm-hmm. the first time I ever did bingo. We did it at Woodwind. Okay. Um, Deb Honeycutt was nice enough. Who's on WFMS mm-hmm. to call it for us. Cause she lives here in the area. And um, 
we had a fun night and it worked. People so, think that's funny. Did you know much about Heart and Soul at that time? Were you involved no, a I lot? Didn't. No, I didn't. I knew so, Zippo. All I knew was that they helped the un the uninsured. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I had gone to the clinic, the old mm -hmm. house that they had downtown, and it was mm -hmm. sad, you know, that yeah, people was. had yep. to go in there to get their any kind of health care. I remember right. coming home to my husband going, can you imagine if you have a big cut on your arm? I don't care if you have an, the old house with the wood floors and all that stuff. I don't care how much you clean it. You'd still feel like. Yeah. So when John was able to move them and make it look more professional, it increased their patient visits because mm -hmm. people, you know, really felt like they were going to a clinic. So it did help right away on the people that felt comfortable. Yeah, it, it helped quite a bit. I think most of the drama was trying to get the word out that they moved. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to get uh, word to people that you have mm -hmm. moved. But yeah, mm -hmm. that and they were able to add, they had one dental chair before. Now they have mm -hmm. three. Um, so what was their budget in those days, the early days? What kind of budget I, did they run? Make up a number. Kind of, I don't 20, make up a number. $25? I, I kind of uh, like email with all these really um, cool things on it, and budget yeah. isn't one of them. It was <laughs> okay. established in it, 2009. <laughs> um, yeah. Who started, um, who started Heart and Soul specifically? Sandy Kirsch was the originator of and, uh, Heart and Soul. Sorry, I dropped something in this whole Come thing on. here. So, um, it's a rough, this is a hard podcast. I know. <laughs> Sandy Kirsch. Why did she start it? She's awesome. Um, she is awesome. Do you know how she started it? Uh, she does a little speech usually at some of our events that says that she had, um, was at church and had some sort of calling to do something mm -hmm. like this. Soon after she uh, started it, then um, Joanne Edwards joined in. They're both nurses. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they joined in. And I think they've had a few doctors here and there. But the doctor that I know that's been there the longest is Dr. Barb Painter. That's, she just got a, an award with you yep. the other day okay. at the Lantern Awards. Yep. Our table had three Lantern Awards. You're very fancy. The, I think it's the winningest table of all time. I think you should have bought a lottery ticket that night. Should have. That would have been the everything. Good things came in threes. We used them all up. Rickety, but yes. yeah, I felt I felt like a big deal at that table. So you are a big deal. Um, what is that. so there's <laughs> I say it all the time. How many doctors are there now? Is it just one doctor that kind of there is, is the doctor? there's one. I think they have a few fill in doctors, but one of their biggest needs is um, a, you know, more doctors because, mm -hmm. you know, Barb's Barb gets busy or Barb gets mm -hmm. sick one day and there's a clinic. You know, it's nice to have some backup um i've been told they need to just be like an er doc or general practitioner mm -hmm. type doctor okay. nurse practitioners are also super helpful too because yeah. they can see quite a few people and get a lot of things expedited um so who who uses tell tell us let's talk about the process of okay heart and soul who uses yep. it how do they use it and uh what is it what is it accomplishing kind of thing well so. um this is part of the stuff that I might not know so much stuff. So Lisa Craig is the director. Mm -hmm. If I say something wrong, sorry, Lisa. Nobody um, listens to this. Don't nobody worry. Nobody listens. That's awesome. Uh -huh. So this year in 2022, they had 585 patients, but they did 1,554 visits. So some of those mm -hmm. patients come back. I, mm -hmm. this is something that is not verified, but when I've been at some of our events, I do know that some clinics will not see you for a chronic condition. Okay. So if you have 
something that needs to be seen more than once a year for something that's going to be ongoing for the rest of your life, like mm-hmm. heart disease or diabetes. Yeah. Or something. They will see you. They that which is cool that they try to get you the care you need. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know that there are doctors in the area that once something goes off of um, of what Barb feels comfortable with, Dr. Barb feels comfortable, she can try and get them appointments at other doctors around town. They mm-hmm. might see them before office hours or something and try yeah. to get them the help they so need is this, to. Is this for the uninsured? Is it for, um, as a supplement to insured? Is it, what, um, what do you see it as? Well, my elevator speech used to be uninsured and underinsured. Okay. And then I used to have this whole thing I went into and it would just wow you. And then I found out right. recently that oh. underinsured is a very tricky word. Okay. Um, some people feel underinsured because they have a $10,000 deductible. Some people feel underinsured because they have any deductible. Um, they got to leave room for those people that are really not insured at all. Yeah. And they do not see as many underinsured people as okay. my elevator speech was doing. So uh-huh. I left, I'm leaving it off now because it makes me uncomfortable because somebody will say, oh, well, I hate my insurance, so I'll go there. Well, uh-huh. you're insured. Yeah. You got to leave room for people I that see. really, really need it. So, so it's truly a health thing. I mean, people can go in there and get the same, almost or all the same services yeah. as someone that goes to Riverview. Or, right. Or well, Riverview. I mean, they don't, I'm sure they don't have all the imaging equipment and all that, but mm-hmm. they can they can try and get you a resource to go get the image done mm-hmm. or at least try to refer you on. I know mm-hmm. they do help the um, Ella Pharmacy partners with them in town, mm-hmm. helps them with um, prescription meds, things like that. Um, but much more super detailed stuff. I don't know. What so do they do, let's, let's go over some of the services they offer or you offer because you are they. Um, I am they. What do they offer? What do you offer? Uh, I think they just mostly, and that's, I'm out of my depths here, but I think mostly you have something wrong, just like you'd go to a, what we would call a minute clinic for, uh-huh. um, you can go in there for a clinic day. Now I asked her, I asked Lisa, like what days are the clinic? And she said, it's best to just get on their website and see uh-huh. that because it fluctuates so much. Yeah. Um, and they are in the process of trying to find a bigger space because they need yeah. to see more people. So right now they're kind of busting at the seams where they're at. So, which is- So de- dental services? And they have dental service. So Dr. Lefevre, um, she also got an award that night. Uh-huh. Um, she was not there because she was doing dental services at the Heart and Soul. But um, yeah, they do do dental services there. They uh-huh. um, are in desperate need of hygienists because mm-hmm. I bet. You know, no one's no one's going to like that I say this, but you know sometimes it ends up being like jailhouse dentistry. If you if you don't have the preventative care. And out it comes. So if you, the more hygienists we would have, here goes Uh the swearing. I told you this was a bad idea. Um, But you know, the more if we could get a hygienist or two in there, some people might get some preventative care, and then their their Mm -hmm. teeth wouldn't get to a point where they have to get some more things done. But they also Mm -hmm. do a lot of that stuff, a cavity, you know, filling or anything. They will they will then find a dentist that'll help them out with. Because I've been in this space, you haven't it. You have a nice dental arrangement whatever that's called yes. i think there's four chairs maybe or would you say yeah, two there's, chairs? there's four but one of them always has something in it so then i said three now you yeah. said four nice. something in it like a like you know a box or something i don't know okay. if it's like okay. not functioning or what but i don't know if they really use all four but yeah there's there's four chairs place do you have all four have there ever been enough hygienists to see four people at once do you believe no 
there's never really been a, a consistent hygienist to be really yeah. honest with you it's That's usually hard to place. it's usually for if i don't know if you've ever had tooth pain i have had maybe no. once it's not fun and then to yeah. wait until it's the clinic day and all that and then people line up at like four in the morning and uh they get there outside of the heart and soul outside of the heart and soul huh. and sadly they someone from the clinic will get there at whatever time let's say six seven o'clock and they'll count back a few people and then say the rest of you aren't gonna you're just not gonna make mm. it in so mm -hmm. i can't imagine having like tooth pain from wednesday to saturday then get in line and then be told yeah we're not going to be able to see mm -hmm. you. So we do need a lot of uh, help that way. We also need so, stuff that even if you're not medical, like we call people back, which I guess a lot of clinics don't do. Like you've had a cut on your arm. We gave you some antibiotic. They call you a week later, make sure it's okay. Mm -hmm. So you need interpreters for that sometimes, or you just need people that can actually make the phone call. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of- So you said, you said interpreters. Do you have a large, I guess, Hispanic? Customer base, Hispanic, maybe, or Asian? Um, or? Yeah, Hispanic, Asian. Most of the time when I run in there, the coolest thing about John moving the clinic there is I'm one door. I'm not mm -hmm. even six inches away, so I go, whoosh, whoosh, and I have to go yeah. check on them for something. Most of the time, the interpreter is speaking Spanish when I'm in there. Uh -huh. I haven't been in there on anything else. I do know that there's uh -huh. many languages that we have here, surprisingly, in Westfield that they need help with. Yeah. So how, how much do you get in the clinic? Do you get, are you there weekly, daily, hourly? No, no. A None lot of, of the stuff I do is, we do three events a year. Uh -huh. We'd like to do 20, but I think people get tired of us. So yeah, right now true. we do a dinner a dance. Yep. A lot. Three, yeah. We do a big fancy dinner dance, which is not my jam. Okay. Um, we recently added a golf outing so that was new mm -hmm. last year so this year will be the second time and it's in june mm -hmm. and we have had bingo for six years so, so you guys are the oldest it. you're the oldest running bingo gala <laughs> in the city right yes we do bingo and we do it at grand junction it's uh -huh. february the 9th and every year it sells out but this year it sold out uh last week so uh -huh. usually it sells out the night before two nights before yeah. but now it's so we get about 200 to 225 people in there mm -hmm. um, and we run and Brad Neal um, does some announcing at the high school. He's a Westfield mm -hmm. parent. Um, he does our announcing, which is great because mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to bingo and someone like me is calling it. Awesome. Sounds like B9. Yeah. And then so you got to have fun. a solid caller. I mean, that yeah, you is have a like, solid caller and he, yeah, and he fills time. You know, because mm -hmm. you got to give time people to look or whatever yeah. as a joke or something. And then we run something called tip boards for raffle prizes and things like that. Um, that is all under the jurisdiction mm -hmm. of the Indiana Gaming Commission. Oh, okay. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, we have a fun night. It usually we usually can get we get very close to twenty to twenty two thousand dollars that night. Awesome. So what do you okay? You, let's say you raise $22,000. What's that money go to? You get a commission off that. You're a salesperson, exactly. so you get a commission, right? I wish, and, no. But and what I does that money go to? I'm guessing it goes towards, what's it go towards? Probably goes, well, lab work alone. I mean, we get a discount sometimes on lab work, uh -huh. but not all lab work. If you send somebody's blood in for something, it's expensive. Uh -huh. I mean, everything's expensive. Yeah. Um, just because you're a free clinic, people aren't dropping off free dental supplies or mm -hmm. any of that triage stuff that the, they need during COVID, especially, you know, there's a lot more 
to it to get people mm -hmm. in the clinic and seen. So um, it just goes straight into the bottom line, really. We don't usually, I mean, some people say, oh, we're raising money because we have, we have an RV that goes um, mm -hmm. mobily. Um, sometimes you'll say, you know, we need new tires or something like that. But honestly, money just goes in and they got to, they just plug a hole. But what are they there. buying? I mean, they're not paying, well, um, Lisa gets paid, they, but they Lisa are not, paid. you're not paying, there are a lot of no, volunteers. No, we're not paying anybody. Nope, so nobody are you buying, there. you're buying like tools or you're and buying tools, blood gloves, work? Yeah, blood work, um, helping out with um, uh, medications, mm -hmm. um, all that stuff, all that, um, you know, we just got, somebody was getting rid of a medical table. Like they were, I don't know if they were closing their practice or what. We were able to buy one at, you know, you know, used medical table, but a used medical table is still a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Plus try to find four guys to move that thing and yeah. get a truck. And um, so there's just a lot of expenses and, you know, the rent, the heat, yeah. the internet, um, the filing system, you, you have to, um, file everything just like you're a regular doctor's office and you mm -hmm. have to have software and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And the state doesn't care if you're a free mm -hmm. clinic, they don't give it to you for free. So all that stuff to maintain the website and all that crap. I think a lot of people that do not quite understand that just because it's a nonprofit or it provides a free service that you don't get stuff for right. free. Right, Our you're, landlord you're doesn't say, yeah. you know, here you go. Mm -hmm. Have a free, I, have I know free rent. I know where you can people try to offer assistance, but you're you still almost have the same expenses as a right. doctor's office, right? Right, exactly. You, you still have that, and um, you know, with that RV, just I forget what the, I remember the cost was ridiculous. Like, gas for the RV, an oil change for the RD, RV is like over two hundred dollars. Really? So you have to get an oil change two times a year. Mm. Have you ever driven the RV? No. Well, I have a friend, Paul Leahy, that is nice. He does that most of the summer. I don't know who mm -hmm. they get for the winter, but, and then used to be Barb. Dr. Barb That's drove it. it, set it up. Oh, so we finally got her That's driver. Awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, there's 18 tires around. on that thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's tires. There's, I mean, there's all sorts of crap that just to get that thing where it needs to go so people can get some health care if they don't if they're you know challenged with transportation they usually set up near a food bank because if you're coming for food uh-huh ride and you know it's one more opportunity so what do they do at what can they offer at a food drive or whatever not a food drive at a food bank what kind of services can they offer i mean I'm, um i think they're a little more obviously a little more limited at that yeah. i would think it'd be more like i have a horrible cold that hasn't gone away mm -hmm. or any other kind of minor thing but um you know as you well know, I mean, I have insurance. I'm sure you have insurance. It still costs if your kid gets I'm under it still costs you. You're under you still can't come. <laughs> we put your face like a picture of you at the front. Don't not allowed. Yeah. Not allowed. Don't they you know? Don't believe him. Um, yeah, that that kind of little minor triage stuff. Or sometimes, you know, people are just looking for a resource and then they can mm -hmm. talk to somebody about how do I get in line to be in the clinic or how do I mm -hmm. get some dental health or they're then trying to launch mental health clinic yeah. also, which is very hard to do. To Why find, is that hard? Uh, find professionals that will volunteer their time to do it. And in the way we have the clinic set up now, um, they do have a room that you could go into 
you'd kind of be sitting in a room with a medical table, which isn't like that cozy feel when you want to go in yeah. and have some mental health issues re yeah. um, resolved. So that's another reason why they are looking for a bigger uh, so venue. Is the mental health part not something they could just do remotely? Uh, I don't think the person receiving the mental health always has access to a computer. Okay, gotcha. And internet. And, mm -hmm. um, so you're having and, to accommodate a lot of things a lot of right. shortcomings if you will a lot of things that you Afterward. don't think about because we take them all for yeah. granted mm -hmm. so do families come or is this uh like do whole families come yeah whole families come them? for a little while there it was before covid we did even have a few things where i, I could um somebody might reach out to me about i have you know this size kid clothing or i have this and that do you have a family we do kind i mean we don't do that normally but sometimes a family will pop in somebody's head and mm -hmm. i can get them there a couple things for them but yeah whole families do come to the clinic uh -huh. yeah we were kids oh, they I also don't know. do kindergarten shots what's that called something kindergarten shots like can like get you ready for school oh what vaccinations and stuff yeah that that's it. I don't know what it's called. It is called call the vaccination. Steps. Yeah. So, I mean, they can come for that kind of stuff too. Medical. They'll have like the mammogram um, mobile uh -huh. comes um, and that usually mm -hmm. fills up also. They have that parked in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I think that they have had a blood drive, a few blood drives, but yeah. So you have three events a year that, and mm -hmm. there's no way that does a hundred percent of your funding. I know that would be the goal, but so how do you get funding? Do people write little checks or do people write big people checks? People write little checks. Um, Lisa writes for grant money. Grant mm -hmm. money is probably brings in more than what our little events do. Mm -hmm. But our little events, everything helps. Everything yep. helps. Um, just like when I, we're having a raffle right now for bingo. And uh -huh. normally people just buy raffle tickets at the bingo. We pull the prize. Yay. And I said, okay, let's make it you don't have to be present to win. So maybe mm -hmm. I could sell a thousand dollars worth of them before we get yeah. there. And then act because every dollar helps. Mm -hmm. So you just got to keep thinking of how you can make the event you already have, you know, go up a little bit. More and profitable. Then, um, right. And then Lisa's constantly <clears throat> trying to find a grant or something that we would qualify for. And she is in charge of trying to write and apply for any grants that we could get. So do you have support from like local churches, corporate businesses, do companies support um, you much? There Is are that... some companies that support. Mm -hmm. We have a wall in the um, clinic. I'm trying to think of some of them, but they've a Boy Scout made for their Eagle Scout project, made something so that we could put a plaque for somebody who's given a certain amount of money or a business okay. that's given a certain amount of money, which is really nice mm -hmm. because that's there's a quite idea. a few people out there that, um, that do give consistently. I think the, the, one that hits me is Dr. Barb works there. She doesn't get a penny and she always is one of the bigger um, sponsors of our gala. Like, cool. Very generous. You're, you're generous to a, yeah. To a you're the biggest and, volunteer. You give the yes, most. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. exactly. That and the Miller family, when they moved and they you know remodeled and they paid mm -hmm. the rent and utilities and stuff for five, mm -hmm. almost five years. Um, to get them going so they could awesome. have time to gather enough money to start paying that stuff on their own. Yeah, mm -hmm. two really big then, ones. But. I, want to, I do like your bingo. I know a couple other organizations that I'm involved with, they do the bingo now because, you know, I don't, I don't like the big, so the Yellow Tie Ball, for instance, yeah. um, it's a wonderful cause, but 
I don't have a dress outfit. No, and, I don't like any dressed up. You know I mean? And uh, it's it's expensive just to get in the door. Right. And that's fine. Um, it's a fundraiser, but um, and I do it every year. I'll always do it, right? But the right. to have options like bingo where someone can come and play and you raise some money casually. And right. I think I think that's important to have the you know same with the dinner on union that I you know we work on it's expensive, right. and it's so I think expensive. we need to keep raising money with the general humans instead of just expensive right. options. One of the other ones I did there was a, a kid uh, my daughter Anne was uh, really good friends with Emily Settle that went to Westfield and she had gotten mm -hmm. cancer, and we needed a fundraiser on the fly. Um, mm -hmm. the realtors do a cornhole tournament at Grand mm -hmm. Junction. That's the first time I figured out Grand Junction, by the way, is just one of the best community supporters mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. So they had like a bracket board and everything like you do for basketball and teams played all the way to the end. And my husband came out and said, oh, it's really fun. So we did that for Emily and we did it at Grand Junction. And that was right mm -hmm. when they pretty much when they first opened. So that was one of my first mm -hmm. fundraisers I probably ever did. And when we had the pandemic and we couldn't have bingo and we couldn't have the gala and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that one summer it was kind of rules were loosening up a little bit. We did do a cornhole tournament <clears throat> for the clinic too. And that's another thing, pay $50 to play cornhole mm -hmm. or just come hang out yeah. and buy a couple 50, 50 tickets and mm -hmm. make a little bit of money. Casual stuff to me is just, it's just more up my alley. Everyone, you're yeah. not so stiff. You're not feeling and like you can, people. You can do more of it too. I think. Right. Yeah. That's golf, outing. golf outings are expensive, but golfers are used to paying so much money to golf anyway. Mm -hmm. I don't think mm -hmm. it bothers them that much and they're going to golf anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but the getting dressed up thing, oh, I just it's just not my, I don't know. I feel like you're paying to go to a wedding. <laughs> what you do pay to go to right. a wedding. You do pay to go to a wedding, but normally uh -huh. you go, oh, the bride is beautiful and the groom uh -huh. is awesome and this dance Open bar. Fantastic, it's open bar. <laughs> but when you pay to, you actually pay to go, then you can say this dance floor stinks and you're dressed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan. Lisa knows I'm not a big fan. So hopefully someone mm -hmm. else will take that over this year because I'm not a big fan, but. We, one thing, so one thing I'm excited or I've been excited about, um, I get discouraged about it sometimes, but the uh, the corporate growth in Westfield, the commercial growth in Westfield. Um, I would love us to grow. One of the things I would like is to have more companies here to support sure. things like the heart and souls of the world. Um, right. Do you guys think about that? Does do you does is that a do you chase that? Does that matter to you? Do you think in the end, or how do you I have feel to about say, that? We have we have probably 70 people on our Facebook page that are members of the guild. There's four mm -hmm. of us that do anything. Literally. We don't even get like a hit back on. Yeah. Great idea. Awesome mm -hmm. sauce. Nothing. So we tend to hit the same companies over and over and you start to feel like you're, you're yeah. killing them, you know, like uh -huh. thank you know, Judy grip across the street from us. Mm -hmm. Not very nice. Gives us something every year. Dave mm -hmm. Cavernous from um, that realtor and, but then you ask them again and they say mm -hmm. yes again. And you're like, mm -hmm. I love you to pieces, but boy, yeah. do I wish I had somebody else to hit. We are not the strongest. And that would be me. I am not the strongest at going up to a company and saying, how would you love to be a $5,000 sponsor of our, mm -hmm. of our gala? It just is not, it's not my wheelhouse. I can find you every prize in the world. 
-hmm. but I cannot get you a $5,000 sponsor. And that's really when you, when you host these things, like I've said to a friend of mine, you can host a cornhole tournament. It can cost you a dollar to get in. Mm -hmm. You get a $5,000 sponsor. It all comes out in the wash. So if you're going to go spend $150 to walk in the door and don't have a $5,000 sponsor, you're making the same amount of money with a whole lot more trouble. So um, we do have trouble. You tend to hit the restaurants a bunch. And since I was in the restaurant industry for a while, I, I, I lay off of them because they're struggling. Mm-hmm. You hate to ask them for one more thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, when I was with Kelty, I would say you got anywhere from two to 15 emails a day. Usually, yeah. you know, we're Brownie Troop number one, two, three, four, and we need mm-hmm. this or whatever. It, it's a lot. So a bigger company here in town that could support a small mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, you know, all the little... All the little restaurants and accountants and realtors all want to help out, but sure. you're right. It, it's bleeding. At some point, you know, come on. I, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, hard. it's too much. Kelty used to say yes to everybody. So one mm-hmm. year, I forget what year it was. I said, this is your year of no. Say it with <laughs> me, no. So you just have to say no sometimes. Really sorry, yeah. but you know, I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul here. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Yeah, there would, it would be great if we could find a big corporate sponsor. We don't, we do, right now, we do not really have a great big mm-hmm. corporate sponsor in any, in the work. What's anywhere. the annual goal for heart and soul on money? What do you need? Half a million bucks, uh, 200 said, grand, 50 well, grand? All I know is what she asked the guild. So I told her, yeah. you have to start asking us what you want us uh-huh. to cover. And then I tried to shoot for it. So this year it was like 150. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, the thing about having those expensive dinner dances is it's expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. So your ticket for $150, a lot of that gets eaten up by the venue. Mm-hmm. You have to have really super fabulous prizes and some sponsors. So mm-hmm. um, that is the bigger ticket item that brings in the most money. I'm hoping golf can grow because at some point bingo can't grow. Place is only so big. No one's going to yeah. pay some crazy amount of money to play bingo. Mm-hmm. Um so we try to come up with about $150,000 just from the guild. But like yeah. I said, there's anybody out there that would like to need something to volunteer at. I need people to help me with that kind of stuff because uh-huh. it's a lot for four people to try and run three events in a year. It is. So, um, but the bingo is still your largest. Dinner, Bingo's dance. most fun. It's most fun. Happy. Golf, golf is the one you're trying to grow a little bit. Right. It's new. Yep. Yep. The... Um, how can we help grow that? What would be something cool to get that going? Well, last year we didn't even fill the, I forget how many foursomes they wanted. Eight, I give it to them, assume 18 foursomes. So we got like to 16. So first of all, we're hoping mm-hmm. to fill it or maybe go over that. Um, the sponsorships are really what drives that also. If you had a mm-hmm. whole sponsor, something like that, we probably had about five or six holes were sponsored. There's 18 mm-hmm. holes, you know, more sponsorships. So last year we just right, kind of ran it lean and mean like let's just have a golf outing and not make it too gobbled up you know uh this year i think we're gonna (laughs) maybe put some silent auction items out there or something but that just adds more i wish i do a lot of golf. you know i'm in real estate so i do all that stuff right i do all the outings all the events Mm -hmm. i wish there was a nine hole golf outing because an 18 hole golf outing is like three days worth of my time oh i know i you know i had looked into top golf because that seems like more fun mm -hmm. but it is really expensive too and then expensive. you've got to have people drive all the way to fishers mm-hmm. to do it so then that just doesn't seem like a, gotta get home. yeah no i do not golf either but um 
we we were going to have a putting contest or something for the people who uh -huh. didn't want to. I'm like, someone's going to come all the way out there to putt three times. Yeah. No. They might. Or putt putt, maybe go to birdies or something. Mm -hmm. Do something more famous. At least I would like to add add one thing, either add one thing and pull one thing. But mm -hmm. we do not have a family event. Yeah. But that would be not a money maker. That would just be for the like the patients and their families, like have uh -huh. a little carnival type thing. We would love to do something like that, but it takes money. I mean, we don't yeah. want to make money that day, but you also don't want to really want to lose it either. You don't, you don't money, have it yeah. to lose. Yeah. So, so something what, like that would be great. How can people get involved in the clinic? Well, you can volunteer at the clinic and all the volunteering doesn't really have to be done at the clinic. Like I said, they mm -hmm. might give you a list of names to call back and say, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, is your situation getting better or worse? Um, there's mm -hmm. admin responsibilities. And of course, all the medical stuff will take anybody, you know, nurses, nurse practitioners, doctors. Mm -hmm. um, we always need that hygienist, dental health. Um, and you can just give. You can go to the website and hit the donate button. Um, you can buy a raffle ticket off me because mm -hmm. I told those people I was going to sell a bunch. So, Kurt, you're going to have to buy some Wait, now. You're you're I feel like I bought my way into this podcast. Oh, it's like a yeah. wedding. Like buying my way into a wedding. Tying your way into a wedding. But, yeah, that is it. I mean, I think some people, don't, sometimes I'll go to a function. They don't even know we have a free clinic in Westfield. I don't know mm -hmm. that we do the best job at getting the word out that we even have a clinic here. So just awareness too, that mm -hmm. there is a clinic and somewhere you can go um, to even just get a resource for somewhere else to go if you had to. Um, okay. And then you touched on something a minute ago, uh, location. Um, yeah. Why do you want a bigger location? Well, according to Lisa, they were we're kind of at max capacity. And if we had more rooms, we could see more people. Um, that also would include, you have to get more medical staff too. But mm -hmm. she feels like if we had more room, we could get, it's kind of the chicken and the egg. If you had a little more room and the doctors weren't tripping over each other, another doctor might volunteer and not feel like, mm -hmm. you know, it's not working with enough room. So yeah, she's looking to find a bigger space. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know any realtors. Mm -mm, not any good ones so the um why let me ask you a question why hospitals so like riverview for instance yeah um i'm sure they have some sort of if you walk in and you're you need help they're going to provide care for you sure um but i think they're going to send you a bill and i'm sure a lot of them are probably nonprofits, anyways and at some point it gets written off but right um why don't places like riverview or and maybe they do grab someone like you to offer that service and then they support you for that because the, well, the cost you can provide that for has to be a fraction of what the cost they right. can provide it for there was a time like when joanne and sandy were trying to go around at the beginning they did have some sort of statistic and i don't know what it is but let's say you walk in and you are uninsured and you need um, medical help and you go into the emergency mm -hmm. room Mm -hmm. You get a bill in the mail for $500 and you're never going to mm -hmm. pay it and they're going to write it yeah. off. Um, they did have a statistic about how much money we would save said hospital. Mm -hmm. If you like, if you would support us a little bit more, we could save you a bunch of money by being able to give more care. Yeah. I do know that R Riverview does uh, donate to the clinic. I have no idea what that number is. I don't think I'm mm -hmm. probably I'm above my pay grade, but um, 
it's surprising that when we go around to find sponsorships for our uh, our uh, stuff that we do not get it from some of the bigger hospitals. We don't, we don't, you just sort of think that'd be like a no brainer, like, hey, I'm calling you yeah. um, certain hospital that I won't say. And uh, how would you love to be a $10,000 sponsor? And they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. no, we already gave all our money out on January the 2nd or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we do save them from seeing people that maybe would clog up the emergency room for somebody that needs <clears throat> uh, more immediate care. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there's people that go to the emergency room that don't have health care just for strep throat. Mm -hmm. You know, and then that then there's someone behind them that might be having a heart event of some yeah. sort and, and it's gumming up the works. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's surprising that we're not supported more. And I don't know, like there's a really large clinic in Carmel just down the street. And that's a huge clinic. And I don't know if you've ever been in, it's beautiful and it has tons mm -hmm. of stuff, but they have, a, they have a lot more uh, financial support of some sort. And I haven't quite figured out why, because I'm not mm -hmm. on that end. That would be a question yeah. for Lisa. Okay. Um, they might be supported by the actual state. You know, maybe they're not mm -hmm. a, um, as non-for-profit as we are, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know the terminology for it. Yeah, and maybe, you know, and I'm not picking on Riverview. Maybe Riverview does have a clinic somewhere You're they support, right? Yeah, I'm You're picking, picking on, on it, right? I, I just think it's silly. Like a a $10,000 check to you guys would be a drop, drop in the hat the to them. Right. So drop yeah. in the hat or drop in a bucket? Bucket. Bucket. So drop in a bucket, but to you guys, it's like $100,000. Right. And I would think St. Vincent so, Carmel would do the same thing in IU North. Like, here you go. Mm -hmm. Thanks for playing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that they do. That'd be a question yeah. for Lisa. I don't know. I don't get to know everything. I just I, volunteer. I, I make up an answer for everything, though. So. Yeah, I get it. But people, like, well, at least 10 people are going to see this and they're going to yeah. say, no, that's not. It's all my family, though. So don't worry. They don't care. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe mine well, now. Well, I appreciate you coming on here. Um, how can people find out more about the, and you made it past the 20 minute mark, just so you know. Um, the, how can people find out more about the clinic? Where can they go? Who can they call? You tell me now. Okay. It's heartandsoulclinic.org on your yeah. internet web browser. Mm -hmm. And we are just, we are right by, um, What's that restaurant called? Grand's Grindstone oh, at the yeah. Monon. Grindstone at the Monon. So like mm -hmm. our parking lots pretty much back up to each other. So right there, we're at 17338 Westfield Park Road. Mm -hmm. um, for now, anyway, until somebody like maybe Kurt finds us something bigger. Mm -hmm. That depends if he's working today or working yeah. tomorrow. I'm off during January. So what you got social media right. and all that stuff? Are you on the we have, so we have Facebook page, we have a heart and soul Facebook page, we have a heart and soul guild page. I would love for somebody to say, Hey, I'd love to be part of the guild and help you with uh, fundraising. Or, you know, you can just call the clinic. I don't know the number and ask for mm -hmm. my email and I'll email you back or text you back or whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, you don't you don't have a TikTok page? No TikTok. I TikTok just follow channel. you. Just you. I follow you as the only uh -huh. person I follow. You don't follow my TikTok. Don't ever say that again. I do. No. Follow your TikTok. My, I saw it so, every day. My kids it's have asked racy. me not to do it. Yeah. Very racy. <laughs> yeah. My kids have very asked me racy. not to do TikTok. They said. Now, I can't do anything on social media. I have a kid in the, uh, in at Hulu. So anything I do, uh -huh. any post, any anything, she's like, uh-uh. Yeah. Because they do it right, naturally. 
Well, what they, they think, think they, they do, do it right. Yeah. What if we're right? I still do it better. So, well, I appreciate you taking some time. It was nice to get to know you. It was nice to hear about your clinic. Um, and hopefully you guys have a great year. All right. Thank you very much. All right. See ya. Bye.